Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC podcast brought to you by five brothers who absolutely love a 5-0 victory away in Europe. I'm joined this evening by Matt and Andy after Liverpool made it three wins out of three in the Champions League group stages after a tremendous and compelling victory against the Italian team from Bergamo, Atalanta. Boys, that was a brilliant performance. Atalanta faded in the game, but as far as I'm concerned, that was because we just blitzed them. Uh, Right from the start of the game, Matt, we were on it. The passing was crisp. The front three looked so dangerous. What a performance. Yeah, James, it was it was a fantastic performance to play Atalanta and beat them five nil away from home in, in the Champions League. It's just it's just absolutely fab, and it's it's a contrast from the Premier League games that we've had recently. You know, the dogged games against Sheffield United and West Ham. We just completely ripped them apart. And Jota Jota was a star man, wasn't he? he? Was he was fantastic? Trent was fantastic as well. Salah and Salah and Mane had their cameos as well, and we just dominated the midfield. Field, won all the second balls. The defense was was so comfortable as well. It was just a, it was just a fantastic night. I'm so so happy with the result. Such a pleasant surprise, that Andy, wasn't it? When you started watching the first ten minutes, and it was like, hang on a minute, do Atalanta not know how to play Liverpool? It's like they haven't been watching the Premier League or the Champions League for the last two years because it seems so everyone who lines up against Liverpool now plays this very defensive, low block or a high-intensity pressing game with plenty of men behind the ball. Whereas they just played a, a conventional, open, attacking, normal football game against Liverpool and just got slaughtered. It's brilliant. I don't think they got the memo, did they, James, about how you should play Liverpool? No. I was having a chat, I was having a chat to Matt about the, um, about the game and it just felt a bit like the old Liverpool and when I say that, I mean when we played away to Porto, when we played at home to Roma, just that feeling that we could almost score at, at will. That's been such a, a change, hasn't it? Because, as Matt said, the previous Premier League games we've had to endure have been difficult and it almost has felt, when's the you know, next attack going to come? When's the next goal going to come? But tonight we were treated, weren't we, just to... A fantastic performance across the field, which again is um it's good to watch. As Matt said, not only were the attacking players good, but the defence also were impressive as well. So positive, James, and it fills me with good. Uh, well, fills me with optimism for the crunch game this weekend. Matt, I think we should make a note of this that Andy has been resoundingly positive and non-critical. <laughs> about the whole team. I mean, this itself is is something that's uh, extraordinary. But in fairness, Matt, even Andy is going to struggle to criticise anyone tonight. I mean, I noticed that on whoscored.com, they gave Jota 9.9 out of 10, which <laughs> is a little bit excitable, but um, you can understand their enthusiasm. Jota was unbelievable tonight, wasn't he? Basically, four shots... And three goals, and even even one on target as well, because he could have scored scored early on. He looked really really dangerous. But what I what I really like about Jota is is how clinical he is, and how relaxed he is, and how composed he is when he gets these chances. It almost like he looks like he's going to score every single time. 
yeah. with 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 every chance. You know, if you look at the goals that he's actually scored, that header, that kind of volley out, outside the box, the other one in the Champions League as well, he looks like he looks like a real player, doesn't he? Well, it looks as though uh, Klopp's just said to Michael Edwards, you know what? It'd be a really good idea if you could just find me another Salah or Mane. You know, forty million or so, who's just going to come in and be unbelievable and and, and Jota. I mean, we spoke about this at the weekend, has been really, really impressive. But tonight, Andy, he just goes on to another level. And it's the quality of all of the goals that he scored. And with those front three, the new front three, as, as we'll call them for a moment, you just don't know where to defend. Do you focus on the left, the right, or do you keep an eye on Jota, who's seemingly running down the middle? What a nightmare. Well, I think we can say now the front four, can't we? Because I think what the... Recent performances have demonstrated, certainly from Jota, is that he can probably, probably a bit too early to say he's on the same level as Salah and Mane and Firmino, but he is demonstrating a consistency now, as Matt said, where he's just he's getting chances, but he's also finishing them off with composure and calmness. So that's particularly impressive, James. So it, it becomes almost a bit... I know we had a, a brief chat about this, on Sunday, but it becomes difficult, doesn't it? Now, if Jota's fit and ready, maybe getting a bit ahead of myself, but he he gives Klopp a bit of a selection headache, doesn't he, for the weekend? Because Firmino at the current time is a bit of bit low on confidence. I think most fans would agree with that. But you can't then simply ignore that Firmino's been a critical figure in how that front three operate. Because um, we know, don't we, that teams are petrified of how the front three ordinarily work and Firmino even if he's not playing well will always occupy defences and defenders because everyone knows that with one flick or one touch you can completely unlock any defence um, so yeah it's just it's just nice James to know now that we've got that quality replacement for the front three well maybe Jota was thinking Matt I'm doing I'm doing well here but I want to play against Man City so I better knock in a hat-trick because I can't see now that Klopp cannot play Jota on Sunday. He's got to start. I'm not sure, you know. I, I still think Jota is a different player than than, than Bobby Firmino. I, I still I still think that they are that they are completely different. And the thing is, the big difference today was with Atalanta was that they were just giving us loads of space basically. And playing and and playing playing very attacking, and that give that give him eight acres of acres of space, but I think when when things are a little bit more tighter, and much more tactical, certainly in the Premier League and certainly in the Man City game, you might need somebody who can hold the ball up a bit more, and uh, link the play up, and and I still think and I still think Bobby Firmino fulfills that role. I I don't necessarily I don't think I'm not sure whether Jota can actually do that. I'm not saying he's 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 not he's not done brilliantly because he has because of the goals and also uh, the the dribbles and the runs runs that he did. But I just I just think if you compare Jota to Mane and Sally, he probably had less less touches tonight overall. I think there's there's still a question mark whether actually he is a direct replacement for for Firmino. But you know. Could 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 Mane go more central and Jota go on the left? Well, you don't really want to break up that Robbo, 
that Robbo and uh, Mane combination. So I think it's one of them. It's a it's a little bit of a headache that Klopp's got, but it's a but it's a good headache to have, really. Yeah, Andy. For me, Jota. Bearing in mind, football's a confidence game, and his confidence must be absolutely sky high now. Just has to play on the weekend. You've got to go with the form player. You don't have to think about whether he's going to come in and take Bobby's place in the long term, but he's got to play against City. It just gives Pep something else to scratch his head about, gives a little bit of extra difficulty for him to plan the game. And if it's not working, you can always bring Firmino on on, on, on 60 minutes. But and I just want to move away from, from Jota, if I can, just slightly, because it looked as though Mane and Salah were sort of saying to themselves tonight, hang on a minute, we're not going to let him just get all the headlines. We're going to chip in ourselves and the front three were like kids in a in Wonka land weren't they just fill in the boots because Atalanta just completely played into our hands as we've said and it was almost as if and I probably could have done a decent consultancy job for the Italian team before the game because I could have just given them the tapes well it's not tapes these days it's DVDs isn't it of Liverpool's <laughs> Champions League campaign from 17 to 18 as you said because it was like they didn't watch that season when we just absolutely railroaded everyone, like Roma and Porto. And it had that kind of feel tonight, didn't it? Where, you know, it was just an open game and Liverpool just took them apart. Yeah, James, I mean, you have to say, don't you, there, was, there must have been an element of naivety in, in the Atalanta team for, for, as you say, setting up in the way they, they did. But I think... The other point to note is I don't think they can play any other way. No. And they perhaps should be applauded, really, for, for being bold at home and trying to go toe-to-toe with, with Liverpool. We all know that that's a fatal mistake because um, when teams do open up against Liverpool, it almost becomes a basketball match, doesn't it? Liverpool have that ammunition to hit teams and not just to hit them on one occasion. As we've seen tonight, it can become almost relentless. And we could have... James had it could have been six six or seven tonight. We missed a few um a few good chances. So yeah, I think slightly um caught off guard how open Atalanta were, but I think you have to credit them for for, be, for being bold. Um and what's so nice now with the result is that it just gives us that breathing space, doesn't it, in the group. We've amassed those nine points and provided that we do a good job um in the next game at home, then We've secured our place in the next round, so all positive. Potentially, Matt, we might be able to make a whole raft of changes for those final two group games because we might have it. We might have qualifications sewn up after the next game. But coming away from the front three, we do have to say, Matt, that again, it was another impressive defensive performance. Okay, Atalanta had some chances as the game. Uh, drifted on and, and the result was a foregone conclusion. But Reese Williams did, in a similar way, but in a different way to Nat Phillips on, on the weekend, did a really solid, commendable job, didn't look out of place, was tidy on the ball, didn't make a, any mistakes. And, you know, for a young kid, really, really played well, didn't he? 
He did, he did, and credit to him with him being so young. He was that he was that kid of Minster last season as well, wasn't it? So he just showed it just shows the progression that he's made and and certainly he made he made a few tackles tonight. I'm just looking at some of the the stats as well, made made free clearances as well, which is which is really good. And his and his distribution actually was was really impressive. It wasn't quite up to the standards of uh Joe Gomez, but it was like ninety ninety two percent pass completion as well, which is for a, for a young lad of you know nineteen years old. That is actually really really impressive in a, in a Champions League game. And do you know what? Well, what an experience it must be for him as well. You know, to be able to play in a in a Champions League match against a team who kind of made it to the quarterfinals last year as well. And I think that's something that you got to remember as well. Atalanta were in the quarterfinals of the Champions League last season as well. So it just shows again. And and the fact that we re- restricted him to, well, that they they had a few chances, but basically we had a uh, there was a clean sheet sheet tonight as well, which just shows how how kind of impressively we we defended. Yeah, I mean it's almost as if now Andy we should just keep throwing in young players at, at centre half to see how far down we should we can go through the youth ranks. I mean let's just let's just try an under sixteen in there, see if you know. See if they can carry him because it's a bit, you know, we're drop, we're sort of dropping in, parachuting these young players, and bearing in mind you have to defend as a team. Liverpool deserve, you know, deserve an awful lot of credit for these these performances they've strung together of late, particularly the last two because the lads who have come in have done really, really well. Young tonight, inexperienced on the weekend. The senior pros have looked after them and the team have just defended really well. And not only have they defended well, you look at the defensive players, you know, Trent for the first goal, Andy, brilliant assist, pass uh, through to Jota. Look at the second goal, Gomez, brilliant lofted ball through to Jota. So at the moment, the whole team is playing in synchronicity, shall we say, and just doing a brilliant job of playing football. Yeah, James, I think the defence does deserve a lot of credit. I think as well, in the media at the moment, there's this crucible, isn't there, of negativity around Liverpool because they're saying, well, how can Liverpool cope with the absence of Van Dijk, with the absence of um, Fabinho? But what we have seen is that we've, we've seen these youngsters come in, Nat Phillips at the weekend, um, and, and Reese Williams today, and perform well at a high level. But what I would say, just to, to give some uh, balance to it, there'll be tougher tests ahead for this defence. There'll be games in the Premier League where you're, you're against you know, really potent attacking forces. Let, let's just use an example, City at the weekend. So that will be the real the real acid test for this defence. But yeah, I was impressed by Trent tonight. It seemed a, a real return to his usual self. He was advancing down the wing, playing good balls, joining in in the final third. So all good stuff. But again, coming back to the point about the sort of defensive display, I think had the defence been tested a bit more today, um, that provide, may have provided us more answers as to how robust um, that this defence is going to be. Um, I completely forgot, James, I didn't really answer your question before about Salah and Mane being sort of like kids in the playground, but as well as them being disappointed when we were still 5-0 up with missing a chance, it was all also interested that Klopp received a yellow card, didn't he? Yeah. For protesting at the line because of, of the failure to give Curtis Jones a penalty. So, again, that just shows, doesn't it, this mentality in a Liverpool team. We're 5-0 up. 
victory secured and yet the team, as well as the manager, are still making some complaints. And incidentally, that was a pen for me because you'll remember probably about five or ten minutes earlier, Diogo Jota was kind of on the on the run to a through ball and he kind of shoved the defender in the back and it and it was a foul. But that's exactly what happened to Curtis Jones in the box and the penalty wasn't given. So you can kind of understand Klopp's uh, anger about it all. But Matt, inevitably... The focus turns to the City match on the weekend. We've already discussed it. It's a massive game. Liverpool look as though they've got this Champions League group sewn up now. Pep is not going to be a happy man watching that, you know, the video of Liverpool's performance tonight, tomorrow. And he's going to be thinking, as I said, is it going to be Firmino, who he hates because he torments them? Or is it going to be Jota? And this is the best place Liverpool can be in prior to a massive Premier League game like that. And I would expect that Joel Matip will be back in the side and possibly Thiago might get a run out. Yeah. Is he is he going to be fit though, Thiago? I mean... We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know because cause that's going to be key because if he's playing on if he's playing on Sunday, it's going to be it's going to be really, really exciting. I would expect Matip with some more days of training to actually slot back in. Uh, with with Gomez, the biggest question really is who's he going to start? It's this it's this this debate again, isn't it? Is it going to be Bobby or is it going to be Jota? I can't see him playing all four because that's well well too attacking at the Etihad. So I think he's still got to go with the three three midfielders. You know he he knows he needs that strong midfield, doesn't he? On Sunday because he all his substitutions basically tonight was about preserving Robbo and preserving the mid the midfielders as well. So Winaldo and Hendo will, will definitely be in. Uh who's who's gonna be in, in is the third one. Is Thiago gonna come in? Is it gonna be is it even gonna be Keita? Uh or Jones even? Uh, I don't know. So it, so so uh, there's a few debates, isn't there, about about what team he's gonna start start on Sunday. I mean Jones played really well tonight, but and he, uh, it was nice to see Naby back, but he, he he was doing his running through treacle act a bit, wasn't he, when he, when he came on? Um, so he's going to be a bit off the pace. As I say, if Thiago's notionally fit, he's not going to be match fit. So you're going to have to start Hendo. Uh, you're going to have to start Genie. And then it's a question of who you start. You start with them, but against City, they're going to need three Terriers in the centre of the park. Maybe Milner comes in. Um, maybe Naby comes in. I don't know. Um, it's it's a difficult one to call. Andy, are you confident finally for victory on on Sunday? I think it's going to be a close game. I must say, I was. I think I'm more confident after tonight. I'm not just saying actually we won five nil, um, but I think we have attacking options now. On the question of the midfield, I think Milner has to come in. I think that would offer stability to that midfield, um, which would be, I think, important against a, a man, against Man City. I think we need that stability because it it would almost, I think, I think be too open if if Naby comes in. Uh, but yeah, quietly optimistic, James, about the weekend. But I think against City, it's a fifty fifty game, isn't it? Um, it's going to come down to the big moments, and crucially, whether we can take our chances. I think at the moment, Salah, Mane, and in particular, Jota seem to be on fire. So let's hope that that continues at the weekend. Yeah. Matt, 
we bring Matip back in to shore up the defence. As you've seen tonight, Ali's in good form, made a number of good saves, looks in a good place. The full-backs are just about hitting top form. Henderson was imperious again tonight. Genie's starting to scurry around and do the you know the bits and pieces that he does so well. We're yeah, in yeah. a really good place now, aren't we, coming into that match, even though we're still missing you know, key players. Um, surely we've got to feel as though we've got a good chance of turning them over on the weekend. Yeah, I think so. But the response from Liverpool since the Van Dijk injury and, and since the Aston Villa has been impeccable, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's no it's no fluke that everybody is pulling together and now we're starting to see actually our seasoned players or our regular players start start playing really, really well again. Trent has been awesome the past few games. Winnie Winnie's involved again. Henderson's always consistent, but but you know, are you looking at these these type of players now are, are stepping forward and it and there's the stepping forward and it's gonna make it tasty for the for the Man City game on on, on Sunday. I won't um I won't make a prediction tonight because I predicted a a one all draw tonight on a on the last on on the last pod. So so I was a million miles away with that one. Uh, but it's uh, but it's going to be a tight game though, isn't it? It just yeah, it will be. It will be. It's going to be a a, a, a clash of biblical proportions. But you went for one one tonight, Matt. I think everyone was predicting that it was going to be tight. We were hopeful that Liverpool were going to win to go away and swat aside Atalanta five nil is a as we said, a brilliant, brilliant performance and uh, we'll, all, we'll all sleep well tonight. Andy, Matt, thanks very much for joining us, joining me, I should say, and I look forward to speaking to you on Sunday or Monday after, hopefully, a glorious victory against our title rivals, Man City. Up the Reds. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Lyon. The best word I can say when describe this was boom. <laughs> <laughs>